listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior.
Saturday night. Thanks for joining us. 
been quite the week in this province yet again. Um, in our household, a couple of us are noticing the smoke more so than we ever expected or ever would have thought. And so we're very grateful for God's provision of breath in our lungs, but it is a reminder that our bodies are his temple and something like smoky skies from the wildfire are out of our control and they can hurt us and they're hard on our lungs and they're hard on our concentration and our breathing. Um, and so with the rest of it that is in our control, we pray for the strength and wisdom to eat correctly, to exercise at moments that we can just get out there and enjoy God in his abundant nature, even in the midst of storm. And most definitely the food he provides us and the company he provides us while we share that food. Lots of time for reflection in it. And I suppose on the flip side too, we can't really get out and walk in it as we should. You know, we were helping people this morning joyfully and get wrapped up in conversation. You're outside for a few hours, you know, helping some people move and um, you forget until a couple hours later you realize that it's a challenge to breathe or a challenge to focus and just give that to God and thank him for it and thank Holy Spirit for the words of it. And, and then too, when there's frustration that comes from not feeling like yourself, right? Not physically feeling like yourself, whether it's short term due to external circumstances, weather, same thing in winter, I suppose, when it's minus 40, is that whatever you give God, he can multiply. If your heart is for him, in sincerity, complete, sincere, raw, truthful, humble surrender. Whatever it is you're offering him, a song, a prayer, a written word, any single thing that you are offering God with an open, honest heart, he will multiply it to however he sees fit. He will will it throughout his life as he wishes. And that is just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful promise of the offering that you can give God. When you invite Holy Spirit along to be the comforter, yes, the advocate, yes, in those moments with God when you're giving him what you have, one song, one word, when all you can sometimes give God is a smile and the thought of how much you love him, he multiplies it, he multiplies it very grateful for those opportunities. <laughs> God, yes. God, we are grateful, humbled that you would love each one of us, each one of us right where we are in this moment. You are eternal. We are temporal. Wow. Thank you for filling us with Holy Spirit. We are to be united forever with Jesus. Our ears are open to you. Yes, Lord, you are our life. You are our breath. Thank you, God. John 20, verse 19 through 23. That evening, the disciples gathered together, and because they were afraid of reprisals from the Jewish leaders, they had locked the doors. Suddenly, Jesus appeared among them and said, Peace to you. Peace to you. Then he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side. They were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. Jesus repeated, his greeting, peace to you, peace to you, wow. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you. Then taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, receive Holy Spirit. 
I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins and people's sins will be forgiven. Wow, isn't that magnificent? Think about that verse for a moment, verses for a moment, and reread it too when you get a chance to later. Honestly, dive into that one. I hate using that word, dive in. Read it. Enjoy it. Read it again. This is the very first appearance, if you think about it, to the inner circle of Jesus Christ's disciples as an actual group, right? Except for Thomas, who wasn't there. And after the resurrection and the precursor of Pentecost, when Holy Spirit was poured over the followers um, much more abundantly and broadly, right? So Jesus promised Holy Spirit to the disciples in that context of sending them to continue his ministry of announcing the kingdom of his grace and peace. That's quite amazing, isn't it? I don't really think that this ministry at that time was optional. They took up their cross. Like they'd already given their hearts to follow him. They were walking in relationship with him. They took up their cross. Holy Spirit was and is necessary for carrying out God's plan. Then, now, tomorrow. Wow, that is so true, isn't it? For each of us right here, right now, tonight. When we give Jesus our hearts, we are called, we are empowered, and we are certainly commanded to step forward in inviting Holy Spirit to hang out with us and absolutely relying on him for each step, each moment of discernment, each piece of wisdom needed to get through the next hour, let alone the next day, the month, the years ahead, right? We need him in every moment. Holy Spirit is our only hope, really, of fulfilling all the things that God created us to do. We need him not only to demonstrate God's supernatural power, but to love those around us the way Jesus wants us to. It's not always easy, is it? We need the Spirit of God to live out that obedience, to live out, I don't know, you always hear kingdom and purpose and plan, right? So God created his people because he's the heavenly father who loves and he created and shared his word as the guide for his children, his people. So when we read the word and absorb it and take every moment and every problem to the word of God and then seek to live obedient lives to God, that is so freeing. Resist temptations to sin and even keep our mouths shut. That's part of it. When we want to lash out at people, we can take a prayer thought to God immediately. Or we could actually speak boldly and honestly to the person that we're about to like have an argument with and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's your position on it. This is my position on it. But most importantly, there is a God of all creation and this is his position on it. And I'd like you to contemplate that. You might never see them again. They might never speak to you again, but that doesn't matter, does it? When we reread that verse of going out to all of God's children, right? All of his people spreading the word of love every single thing that took place after the resurrection and Jesus is still with us now I I'm bewildered by all that because Jesus knew firsthand the very power associated with Holy Spirit because he is the triune God isn't he he's God he is Jesus he is Holy Spirit and I'm not talking about the explosions either that happen around us like that kind of power or the horsepower in an engine I'm actually overwhelmed and it comes to my mind the universe creating power of our mighty mighty God when he said let there be book of Genesis 
he had that make it happen in an instant power. He can say, you be healed. He can say, let that be everything into existence. He can say, it's your time to come home and people pass away. He is all that is, all that will be. That mighty, mighty God. And all that power dwells in Jesus. And it's ready to be unleashed with just a very word from him. It's this limitless power. Again, it is able to heal the sick. Thank you, God, for breath in our lungs. Thank you, God, for food that passes through our bodies, nourishing where it needs to and being removed where it doesn't. And forgive us, Father, when we stray from your plan of your food, your health, your activities and entertainment and all things that we should be keeping our eyes on you for, but we don't. Can you imagine being so in tune with Holy Spirit that you are calming storms and you are driving out devils all in the name of Jesus, only for God's kingdom, only for his purpose and only with his permission and only by his hand. That's Holy Spirit. That's the same power that raised Jesus Christ back to life. It's dunamis power, dunamis power, the explosive dunamis power of a mighty God poured into the Holy Spirit so that we could have that go between Holy Spirit reveals his truth. And oh man, do we ever need that truth in the worst way? Because it appears like the current mantra is, don't confuse me with facts. My mind is made up. And the erroneous teachings that are out there and people are just soaking them up and the information is coming at us faster than ever before. And that's the information about everything. People have their minds set and they do not want to know God's truth. And they don't want to know even a reflective, informative truth. And the information is coming at us faster than ever before, isn't it? And it's information on all sides, and it could be any topic under God's magnificent sun, right? You can't just say, oh, it's politics, and that info is coming faster, or science, or, or even religion, or anything. It's all things are coming at us faster than ever before, and they're confusing, and so much stuff seems right, and so much stuff seems safe, and so much stuff seems fun or harmless. God is the only truth. God is the only truth. We need to have Holy Spirit with us at all times. So that while we're walking and navigating this messy, messy earth, we stay on that path that God's providing for us. We don't need more information. You know, we need his truth. Thank you, God, for that. John 16, verse 13. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Holy Spirit, he is sitting with us as we read the Bible. He gives us wisdom and insight over each verse. He illuminates and shines on Scripture, his light of understanding. Isn't that amazing and so beautiful? That is amazing grace. And on the other hand, this too is why people who don't know Jesus, who don't have Holy Spirit inside, who have not yet welcomed him into their lives, they read the Bible and get nothing of it. Or even worse, they come up with strange doctrine from it or misunderstandings from it. So it's like this, I suggest, and I practice this, we practice this, when we open our Bible to study God's Word, to read a verse, to read a chapter, 
Pray, Holy Spirit, join me. Holy Spirit, correct me. Holy Spirit, teach me. Yes, Holy Spirit, show me. Amen. We all need to do this because people will come along with heaps of theologies. Like in my walk with Jesus and in my readings and in my day-to-day life, I go to the Bible. I do devotionals, short-term, small devotionals. Pray for discernment. If I start a devotional, I 99% of the time finish it. But there are devotionals that I've opened and started and I've just had this absolute check in the spirit that that is not what needs to be poured into my soul so it's read the bible if you're looking for something to read read the bible back to front pick two chapters read them and reread them read the old testament all of it and then go back and then read the new testament i mean the bible is the book that the more time you spend in it with holy spirit guiding you through it the more that reflects in your life we need to seek god in his word every moment so that he explains to us the actual intent of it we can know his truth we don't have to be in the dark we do not have to be deceived we can see it and read it john 8 verse 31 through 32 jesus said to those who believed in him when you continue to embrace all that i teach you prove that you are my true followers for if you embrace the truth it will release freedom into your lives So I think that truth and proof. Again, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are right here in this room in this moment, while at the very same time you are right there with our beloved friends, or you are right there in the office, or you are right there down the street, and you're right there with the person who's just lost a loved one, and you're right there as a baby's born. You are in every situation and circumstance at the same time at the same time. Isn't that exciting? Oh man. The proof that something is God's truth is that it will set you free. If you're not walking in freedom, and I'll I'll go into that a bit, I think, because it sounds so like the truth will set you free. We know it's a famous quote. It's been quoted by famous people. It's certainly impactful. But Jesus is truth. He is the physical manifestation of truth. He is How could I explain this one? I was trying to explain this one to myself a little bit. So truth really is like, as the dictionary defines it, a verified, indisputable fact, right? Truth. And we just believe as Christians that the facts that are laid out in the Bible are as they are. They're facts. They are the truth. It is the written, living, raw word of God. We believe every answer to life and the truth on any topic is laid out in the Bible. And when we know Holy Spirit, he gives us that insight and wisdom. Again, like a few moments ago, that veil is removed and we read it and see it. And you can have question God about anything you want to question him about. If you come upon something in the Bible, you can turn to Holy Spirit and ask for clarification. But when you're walking with God, that clarification comes. And then on the other hand as well, or it's not even the other hand, it goes hand in hand. Jesus is truth incarnate. The word of God made flesh come to show us the way to the living God. Wow. Wow. So Jesus, being God, right, cannot lie. And in his life among us, he exemplified what it means to be truly human at the same time. That's beautiful. That is just, there's no words big enough 
to think that God created us and God is Jesus and came and spent time with us and is here among us. Jesus tells us this indisputable fact, I am the son of God. I am the way, the truth and the life, the truth. An example could be um, trying to dive into this Jesus as truth, right? So the truth will set you free because Jesus is the truth. It could be that uh, when you apply the truth about God's plan for finances, you start to be free financially. And this is not about prosperity. It's just an example of trusting God with every aspect of your life and the freedom of it. When you get hold of the truth about addiction, doesn't truth isn't always the good thing, is it? We don't always want to face truth. We want Jesus as truth, but we don't always want to face our own truth, our own action, our own addictions, our own sin. But when we face it and get hold of them and then surrender them, man, Holy Spirit just teaches us and shows us and holds our hand while we let those things go. We get to experience a breaking away from bondage that it will just, you know, it's that's the freedom, isn't it? That's the freedom. It has everything to do with soaking ourselves in God's word and letting Holy Spirit help us. We can forget things we should know, um, which happens. Ask for Holy Spirit to give you the words to say, the words to pray, the words to write. It's quite amazing, you know, Jesus spoke in John 14, 26, but when God sends Holy Spirit, His holiness, the one like me who sets you free, He will teach you all things in my name and He will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. That's a pretty big deal, really, if you ask me, because I desperately need that help. I need his still small voice to illuminate the truth, to guide me, to encourage me, to quiet me, and to give me his insight about people and situations I'm about to encounter, that I have encountered. Um, give me his insight about how I am to be in those situations myself, and I'm sure you do too. And when we invite Holy Spirit to work and move within our life, like really invite him. Don't just like, yeah, Holy Spirit, I love you and sing the song, which is so beautiful. No, actually be like, oh man, Holy Spirit, it is so good to see you. I do not want to grieve you. Please come along this journey of life while I'm here with me. Thank you. He'll reveal things to us in amazing ways. He corrects us. He humbles us. You know, there's a cracking and a stretching, isn't there? There's a, like all kinds of, oh my goodness, discomfort. It produces a repenting heart. A repenting heart will be open to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, really, he dwelled within Jesus so that he could accomplish every assignment that was given to him then. And for us to be truly Christ followers and demonstrate the same works that he did, and even greater works to come, we get, we get to be empowered by the same Spirit. And we must receive him. Our very lives depend upon it. Our salvation depends upon it. It's impossible for us to walk in the same anointing Jesus had without Holy Spirit. Man. Jesus crucified. Jesus gave us Holy Spirit. Jesus is God and Holy Spirit. He insisted that the disciples didn't leave Jerusalem until they had received Holy Spirit as promised received Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 4 through 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days 
you will be baptized with Holy Spirit. Only after Holy Spirit poured over them would they receive that dunamis power, right? Like Jesus commanded right there, pause, wait. And then take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yeah, it's just, that's pretty exciting. I find that has always um, lit me on fire, stirred me up, got me excited. Like, yeah, thank you, God. Thank you. I just don't want to sit complacently day after day in my love story with Jesus, which is beautiful and magnificent, and which my husband and I share together this love story with God, and then with his children, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and then with his children who don't yet know him as their father who are about to know him. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's super exciting to think that God's hand is in all our lives. And just as God gave the gift of himself through Holy Spirit to Jesus Christ and Jesus' disciples then, he gives himself to us the very same way. Grab hold of that truth, my friends. Like, grab hold of it. Man, it's such an intricate part of the salvation story. God knows exactly what he's doing, of course, and gives us Holy Spirit to grow us up into God. It's the same sort of thing as what we delight in, we pursue, right? And invest in. That's God. That's God. He delights in his people. The amazing. The creator of creation desires relationship with us and wants to speak to us, to speak with us, <laughs> like to sing with us, to hear us sing to him, to hold us in our grief to cheer with us in our joy. Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh man, Holy Spirit's invitation to us, to you, to me, to each of us, is that we come to him, that we seek him, we listen to him, we listen for him so that we hear because he's right beside us. God's words are so, so very personal, my friends. They really are. They are loving and life-giving. They are satisfying to our souls. They're correcting and rebuking and again, breaking us and molding us into what he knows is within us, that deep strength, that endurance, that faith and hope, that calm peace, that love of our fellow man. He knows it's within us. He might bend us and break us and remold us back together into it, but then we're standing stronger in it, aren't we? All because Holy Spirit is with us and we've welcomed him into our life. All because we've chosen to live a life of surrender and know Jesus Christ as our risen Savior. Him who was crucified and rose again. All things, all things to him. Man, do you know how deeply you are loved by God? Can you even imagine that? Sometimes you feel so far away from him. But he's right there, and Holy Spirit's right there, and Jesus is right there. So when we think that we get alone with God, we actually have a whole team right there behind us, don't we? He's magnificent. He is all things. So often we talk about this beautiful exchange that Jesus made on the cross for us. It's breathtaking. It's, I don't even know the right word for that one. It was beautiful exchange, wasn't it? But rarely do we take the time to experience his resurrection power in our day-to-day -day lives. 
So we know he was crucified and he conquered death and he is victorious and he is for us, not against us. And in our day-to-day lives, do we realize the power of Holy Spirit that flows through these lands, these nations, this world, the snowstorms, the fires, the earthquakes, the wind, the rain, the calm, sunny days, the soft breeze, the hurricane. He's everywhere at all times. Jesus came so that we, we, each one of us, all of us, given the opportunity, would receive salvation. And even more, he came to us to give access to this authentic, vibrant relationship with God. A relationship, wow, that's almost like the relationship with God is its actual own living thing, isn't it? He is the one who exchanges our brokenness for blessings. Holy Spirit, come. Yes, I can't sing that enough or say that enough. We love you. We trust you. We trust you. Yes, we don't want to grieve you. I know we make mistakes, God, and we're just here asking for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness for myself, for thoughts that I have that stray away from your plan, Um, cursing someone under my breath because something's not done the way that it's supposed to be done at work. I mean, they're all just simple things, but in the big scheme of things, they break God's heart because we are not loving like he loves. Luke 11, verse 13, it is truly impossible to be a Christ follower without Holy Spirit. And the Father stands by ready to give him to all who ask. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfectly heavenly Father give Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? (laughs) That is so neat. You just have to ask. Can I have a glass of water? If you're a parent and you're standing in the kitchen, you're likely to give your child or your spouse or your friend a glass of water. It could be that simple. God, we need Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit here in our lives. We cannot take a step without him. We are straying in all kinds of directions. We're following all kinds of false idols. We are innocently following them. I mean, that's certainly coming up in the media, isn't it? As you start to see manufacturer companies of like, old companies that are a fashion icon and you're starting to see them branch out into such evil and such satan-led ways god we need you we need you we need you with how we dress we need you with the books we read the movies we go to the conversations we have the places we frequent we need you not to avoid those places that darken our soul because we are meant to be among all people but to not participate and partake, to instead be that light of God's truth, that Jesus truth in those circumstances and in those lights and to speak against it when the time is right and to not purchase those things and not read those books and not be part of that book club and put that stuff into your soul as you're reading a book that is absolutely, would you read it out loud to Jesus? If you wouldn't read it out loud to Jesus, then you shouldn't be reading it at all. Would you sit in the living room with Holy Spirit and watch that movie that just, you know, was kind of like dramatic and let you drift away for a while or it was an action-packed one or something? Would you sit there with Holy Spirit and invite him in to watch that? Remember those things. It sounds so cheesy maybe, but it's so true. Wow, God, you are so able to do far beyond anything we could ask. So what is required of us then in all of that, right? It's that surrender. We gotta choose to live beyond ourselves 
God is to access all of our lives, not just our pretty Sunday lives or how about this? Right now, people on Sundays are quite argumentative, if I do say so, and it doesn't matter where you are. It could be any kind of group or organization, sports team, but let's be a bit honest. People within the body of Christ can be quite argumentative on Sundays. That's not what it's about. Surrender that piece of self and see God. Put your eyes on him. Invite Holy Spirit to go to church with you that day. Pray. When you're about to sing a worship song, you don't have to rely on the pastor to invite Holy Spirit in and then be upset at the end of service because nobody talked about Holy Spirit. You invite him. You stand there. You invite Holy Spirit right into that congregation. Invite him in to join in the party, singing loud, singing quiet, however you express yourself in worship. Invite Holy Spirit in. The Bible really says it this way. John 3, verse 30. It is necessary for him to increase and me to decrease. So let's surrender our emotions. Let's surrender them. Let's exchange them for his peace. Oh yeah. Let's exchange our problems for his promises. Oh my goodness. And our own plans absolutely for his purpose. When we give God that um, control of our lives, willingly hand it up to him. He is so faithful to keep us on his road. You know, he really is farther than we will ever go on our own. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Wow. Surrender is never easy, but it's always worth it. Maybe surrender in that moment is just being silent about your opinion on something and letting God work through it. Maybe surrender in that moment is when you're in an argument with somebody and you just turn to Holy Spirit and say, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. I trust that you're working in that person and you will take care of this matter. Hunker down and enjoy that process and know that God so deeply desires to be with his people. Open your heart, inviting Holy Spirit to point out any areas of your life that you've been holding on to all the areas of your life because he will wash over that muddy grimy stuff and he will stitch up the cuts and the wounds and he'll grow that garden within you and as he does all things for you and with you he will give you the honor of working for him in the middle of the salvation story of others <laughs> wow what a powerful word today thank you mike and i are so so grateful for our time together here guys like love you so much thank you holy spirit will breathe life and power into each person who will surrender and listen to him please take that with you this week he is powerful he is life-giving he will guide us into all truth the truth of jesus as we listen to his promptings he will speak to our hearts in a way that will give us such a deep understanding of the Word of God and the ways of God. His life-giving power, it helps us apply the world, Word to our daily lives. It really does. As we spend time in that regular, consistent time with God, we get to have this, um, it's a remarkable perspective 
that God gives us when we hang out with him. It's the way that we see people. It's the way that we see problems. It's the way we see ourselves. We can see ourselves with God's perspective because I know truthfully that we can often be hardest on ourselves and most judgmental towards ourselves, whether it's our past, our appearances, our recent mistake because we just blew it somewhere, um, all things. So we want his perspective on us for better, for worse because it will grow us and refine us and change us into his likeness. We want his perspective over a situation that seems to be just blowing us out of the water. We want his perspective on a person that we just cannot enjoy being around. It's all him, isn't it? He gives each of us this inner joy and this calming peace that will set your heart on fire with freedom for the people, hope for the people like you've never experienced before. So we're like, asked myself this question when I was preparing this this week. Are you ready to be filled with Holy Spirit? Are you ready? Look up, look up my friends, listen to his voice, listen for his voice, believe it and trust it. Receive all that is yours in Christ Jesus. Acts 10 verse 44, while Peter was speaking, Holy Spirit cascaded, cascaded over all those listening to his message. Wow, God, we believe you. We believe that you, Lord of all creation, have empowered us with life here and now, with purpose for your kingdom, with the promise of salvation when we walk in your ways within your will. Thank you, Lord, the freedom as we live in the heartbeat of Holy Spirit. Not we have heard your word and have believed. We ask for your teachings to come through the Bible. Yes, Lord, again, as you will them, your will be done. We thank you. We listen and surrender to you. Holy Spirit, your presence will pour into our lives. You, yes, our comforter who always guides, protects, cares, teaches the truth in love. Thank you for breathing new life into your people. Thank you for reviving our hearts. Revive our church body, God. Revive these communities, those who've never known you. Revive those who've walked away from you, God. We have family members who've walked away from you. We have family members who've never met you. Revive their hearts. Turn their souls to you, yes. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray deliverance. We pray love and rejoicing and salvation, Lord. We pray revival, yes, Lord, we do. And we pray that any healing that is done will be used and seen and representative of the glory of your power and your grace and majesty, your forgiveness of your children that you would heal. And for times that you don't heal because it's not our story that is being lived out, but it's between you and your people. We trust that your plan is for the greater good and we trust that there is a will of, that will not be overshadowed, that yours is the only way. Thank you, God. It's a jumbled up message today, Lord, and Holy Spirit, you've been here the whole time and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the breath I do have. I'm so grateful for my husband. I'm so grateful that Mike just pushes through we love to serve you, Lord. We love to serve you. We love to be part of your church family. 
Please protect the pastors in this community at the other churches. We pray for their discernment and wisdom. We pray for Holy Spirit to pour through them and over them into the congregations that you've laid out before them. We pray a blanket of protection over all your anointed, whether they're in a home group, an online church, a physical church building, or a backyard party, God. We pray for your children to speak your truth and your word alone. We pray that Holy Spirit is invited in, is welcomed in, and is shared throughout each in every community, Lord. We pray for chains to fall away. We pray for that cloud of the world to just be removed from our eyes so that we can only see you. Amen. Mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's sing our favorite song together. This is 
my life you have been so so good every breath that I listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.